Hello and welcome back. This is going to be part two talking all about cholesterol. And today we're going to dive a little deeper into what actually causes high cholesterol, foods to avoid, and different things to lower your cholesterol. And make sure that you always check with your doctor before making any changes. I am not acting as your healthcare provider or as your health coach in this episode, just sharing information. Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, Mama Four, a military wife. I have my doctorate in physical therapy and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher. Do you wish that you had more energy and could get into shape? Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight? Maybe you've tried a diet before, but it just wasn't sustainable, and now you don't know how to get started. We're gonna look at health holistically here, and most importantly, keep things simple and quick. If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently, and lose weight sustainably without long workouts or following strict diets, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I bring together my expertise with real life strategies. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. So the first thing we're gonna talk about today is what causes high cholesterol. And when I'm working with my clients, I'm always taking this balanced nutrition approach to health, really making sure that the nutrition and the food we're eating is good for the inside of our body. So our cholesterol, our blood sugar, all these things we don't see on the outside, but impact our health and our quality of life. So things that can cause high cholesterol are things like trans fat, hydrogenated oils, and saturated fats, but especially saturated fats when they're in the presence of high carbohydrates, low fiber, and low omega-3. So there's a little conflicting evidence about saturated fats, but I think it's a little more nuanced. So when you have those saturated fats and you're eating lots of carbs, you're not getting enough fiber, and you don't have the omega-3s in your diet, that's where we can see more of that effect. The other thing that can cause high cholesterol and that a lot of people aren't aware of is sugar. So remember in part one where we talked about triglycerides, so that sort of has to do with the sugar conversion to fat. And the sugar that we eat, and sugar can also be things like breads and different carbs that quickly convert to sugars in our bloodstream, is that sugar converts to fat and affects our cholesterol. And it also affects the inflammation in our body. And it's really this inflammation in our body that leads to the heart disease. So the real reason why we'd actually want to have good cholesterol is to prevent heart disease. So we really want to avoid the inflammation in our body that's going to cause those negative changes. And I also want you to keep in mind that every bite of food you eat affects your expression of genes. It affects how your hormones work. Every bite of food affects your immune system, your metabolism, and your gut flora. So everything you're eating has an impact. And we don't always think about that. And we don't really understand how there's this different cascade of things happening in our body, like genes getting expressed, different hormones working or working too much or not at all our immune system not working properly that's impacted by what we're eating. Our metabolism is majorly impacted by what we're eating. And our gut flora is too. And when we don't have a good gut microbiome, that's going to affect our metabolism, our hormones, our immune system. So all these things work together 
that we're not really seeing. The other thing is we're talking about high cholesterol here. I just want to touch on coconut oil. And most people in conventional medicine will say it's bad. If you look more in a functional medicine, they'll say it's good. And you can sort of decide for yourself. So coconut oil is high in saturated fat, but it's really a unique oil. And there's different properties in the saturated fat in coconut coconut oil, especially the MCT part of it. So the medium chain triglycerides in it can be beneficial. So for me, I choose to eat some, sometimes I'll do the actual MCT oil. That's a component of the coconut oil. We will use coconut oil when we're cooking at a higher heat because it um, has a high smoke point versus olive oil has a low smoke point. So you don't want to cook with olive oil at higher levels of heat. So olive oil I'll use more in salad dressing or maybe at the end of cooking. And I'll also do a little bit of coconut milk too. So that's what I've chosen for me, but that's definitely something you can dig in to look at a little more. So now I wanna dive into foods to avoid when you have high cholesterol or you want to avoid getting high cholesterol. Just a little disclaimer, everybody has different genetics. So we have a good idea of what is healthy or not healthy food-wise, but it's gonna be a little bit different for everybody. So even though we have genetics, they're not in total control. The food we have is impacting them, but everybody's gonna be a little different. It's the same thing with blood sugar. Everybody's gonna respond a little bit differently, even though we have this general idea of things that cause our blood sugar to rise. So one thing to avoid is fried foods. And I think most of us know this is not healthy for us, but it definitely impacts our cholesterol level, our heart health, the inflammation in our body. Another thing is processed food. So a lot of time in processed food, there's things added, sugar, but there's also oils that tend to be inflammatory, which is also not good for our heart health. Trans fat. So in a lot of processed food, we might see trans fat or hydrogenated oils in there, and those are inflammatory. I feel like they're trying to get rid of more of those added from foods, but you will still find it. So if you look at a food label and look at the ingredients and you see hydrogenated oils, that is definitely something to avoid. The other thing is sugar. So just as I was talking about, sugar has an impact on our cholesterol levels. It has an impact on the inflammation in our body. So we want to avoid or minimize that too. And the same thing with refined carbs because refined carbs are gonna spike our blood sugar. They really act just like sugar. So think of those crackers, even tortilla chips, bread, those different things like that, that are refined carbs can really increase our cholesterol inflammation and all that stuff that we don't want. So I also want you to know that you can lower your cholesterol pretty quickly. So it depends what you're doing, how dramatic of a change you're making, but the food you eat impacts your cholesterol levels pretty quick. So you could see a change within weeks to really six months. And I encourage you that if you have had a cholesterol test and it's high, and then you make changes, ask your doctor to retest it. So that is what I had to do because they'll just say, make these changes and they won't retest it. So you don't really know if those changes make a difference. And then it's harder to stick with those changes. So if you made changes and you don't know if it's helping, it's hard to stick with it. So make sure you get it retested. I think when I did mine, I did it after three months. 
and dramatic differences I shared in part one, how my labs changed. I also want to let you know that there's a lot of companies where you can test your cholesterol at home. So if you don't want to go to the doctor or do a visit, you can do little finger prep tests at home and you can look at the results for yourself. I recently did this maybe six months ago because we moved and I didn't want to get a new doctor, but it had been a while since I checked my vitamin D and my cholesterol. So I use a company called Everlywell and I just did it at home and I was able to see that for myself. So that can be really helpful if you don't want to go into a doctor or maybe your insurance, it just costs more to go to a doctor than to test yourself at home. So now let's dive into how to lower your cholesterol. And remember in part one, it's not just food, smoking, lack of exercise, your hormone balance. These other things also affect your cholesterol that are good to add in. So getting some movement, getting exercise can be helpful. Food-wise, you guys have heard me say this again and again on here, whole foods. So the more whole foods you are going to eat, probably the lower cholesterol. It's probably the most simple way. But other things are getting healthy fats. Because remember, we want our HDL, our good cholesterol, to be higher. So things like healthy fats, like extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds can be really good to boost that healthy fat. Also things like vegetables where you have the fiber that can help to boost that good cholesterol and lower that bad cholesterol. Making sure that you're getting enough fiber. So this can really have a big impact on your cholesterol levels. So soluble fiber can actually help to reduce the absorption of cholesterol into your bloodstream. So again, it goes back to that if we're eating whole foods and we're getting our um, fruits and vegetables and whole grains, then we're going to have more fiber. So remember, this helps our blood sugar and it's also going to help our cholesterol levels. The other thing that we want to focus on and that we're not great in America with is omega-3 foods. So omega Omega-3s are found in fish, walnuts, flax seeds, and the non-fish sources like walnuts and flaxseed, it's not as high and it's not absorbed as better. So fish is really the best way to get it. And I recently tested myself, and I'll share the link in the description down below. And my ratio of omega-3, which is sort of the good omegas that we want, versus the omega-6 that's commonly found in processed foods and processed oils like soy, soybean oil, my ratio was bad, but I don't eat much fish. I wasn't taking a fish oil supplement. So I was glad that I tested to see how bad it was. But so what now I am doing is I am using a fish oil that I really like. Um, it's this orange lemon mint one. And it has added polyphenols in it. So those polyphenols help your body to absorb the omega-3s better. And it also doesn't have a fishy aftertaste. And I really like the taste of it a lot better. So I've been trying to do that most mornings. Um, I'm not at 100% remembering, but most mornings I do take my fish oil. And I also am eating more fish than I used to, which still isn't that much. So maybe we'll say two to three times a month, I'm having fish or shrimp. I'm hoping to do that just a little bit more too. So if you guys are curious what your omega-3 to omega-6 ratio is, 
And it really, the test I took breaks it down even more because it, that balance also affects all of your cells. So it affects the inflammation and other things in your body. You can get that test done. You can do it at home. And then if you want a better tasting fish oil, you can also find the link for that. The next thing I want to mention and talk about is eggs, because if you read a food label, you will see that eggs are pretty high in cholesterol. But that is different because the cholesterol in eggs and that we consume, it doesn't have a significant effect on our blood cholesterol. So I think conventional medicine, and they've done some studies, eating one egg a day is fine. And people can probably have a little more than that. But just keep in mind that the cholesterol in food is different, how it processes and how we get blood cholesterol, cholesterol in our blood. So I really encourage you guys to take care of your health, take care of your body, take care of these things that we can't see, really making sure that we're fueling our body with good food and knowing that every bite we eat is having an effect on our hormones, our immune system, our metabolism, and our gut. And it is something that we can change. It's something that we can improve. So just a quick recap, high cholesterol is typically caused by trans fat, hydrogenated oils, especially saturated fats when you are eating high carb, low fiber, and low omega-3, and sugar. And we want to avoid those foods like fried food, processed food, trans fat, refined carbs, sugar. And we want to eat more whole foods, healthy fats, like extra virgin olive oil, nuts, and seeds. We want to make sure that we're exercising and moving our body, that we're getting enough fiber, and that we're having omega-3 foods or omega-3 fish oil in our diet. So I hope that you guys found this episode helpful. I would love it if you head to my Facebook group, Healthy Beyond 40, and share your takeaway. And if you're ready to make a lifestyle change for you and you need a little help and guidance, then I encourage you to set up a free health coaching call with me. There's going to be a link in the description where you can do that. And we can really talk through what's your struggles, what's your goals, what is something you're getting caught up on and you're not making that step forward that you need to. Because a lot of times we have different ideas, we're hearing different information, but we don't know how to implement it and we don't know how to stay consistent with it. We might start something for a week or two, but then we don't continue it. So that is where coaching really comes into play to give you that support and accountability, to take you from this idea, this thing you want to do that you're stuck on, to actually doing it, to actually succeeding and having someone encouraging you along the way. All right, guys. So hope that you keep on moving.